He's handsome and smart. A true blue Jetson Knights fan. A part of Australia's Hollywood royalty. From General Hospital to Occupation Rainfall, NCIS LA to All Saints. Newcastle Live Radio's very own Nova Castrian in Hollywood. It's time to cross to LA to catch up with Zach Garrod. That continues to be false advertising as he's up on the Gold Coast at the moment uh, filming a, a bit of a secret project that hopefully we'll be able to uh, to tell you about sometime in the uh, the next week or so, fingers crossed. But he has been home as well this weekend. Joining me on the line now is Zach Garrett. Good morning. Good morning, Tracy. Yeah, I'm still a stone's throw from Warner Brothers movie world, so I can it's crazy, and apparently you're uh, you're headed for a heat wave up there. It's not going to reach us down here, but uh, you're headed for a heat wave. I just saw, like it feels like it too. It's like yeah, I think it's going to be 36, 37 in and around um, in and around the Gold Coast today, and, and up towards places like um, uh, Canunga and places like that. I think Brisbane's going to almost touch thirty nine, which wow. is wild. It is so crazy. It's, actually, it's, it's kind of cool too. It's actually nice to be back and feeling an Australian summer, which I haven't felt for so long, so this is wonderful. Absolutely. Now, you were uh, you were home this weekend. You uh, you had two uh, two very special classes happening at uh, at True Screen. How did they go? Yeah. Oh, they were wonderful. They were absolutely wonderful. Yeah, we did a, a workshop um, over at True Screen there on King Street, just about Los Angeles and, you know, going from Australia to LA and the, uh, the acting industry sort of broadly, uh, living in Los Angeles, what it's like, the practicalities of getting there with visas and and taxes and joining SAG, but also how you get there in your career, what what sort of you kind of need to 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 uh, to lay that path for you. And it was great. It was wonderful. Young actors there, really, really talented, curious people who uh, who were just delightful to work with. We did some scene work as well from some TV shows and movies that that um, I've had. I have in my folders here, so it was um, it was lovely. And look, it's always wonderful to do these things as well because I love working with with young actors and trying to trying to uh, assist or try to guide in any kind of way because I know what it's like when, they're, when you sort of want to set out on this creative path. Yeah, it is uh, It is fun. Now, uh, obviously, you're up there at uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. Uh, you know, obviously, you're not in the theme park. Well, I hope you're not in the theme park. That, that's not what you're doing, are you? You're not just doing that for, for a summer holiday, are you? Is it, is it still considered work if it's movie theme? Does that, <laughs> that, that, that still count? <laughs> I don't know, my friend. I'm not sure. You're the one who, does, who plays, uh, who pretends for a living. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So, how is it up there? You're uh, you're enjoying it. I mean, uh, I know that you uh, you did have the flying visit down here, and uh, yes. you had some fun meetings in uh, in Sydney yesterday. But you're you're back up the Gold Coast. Are you enjoying being up there? Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the thing is too. Like, even though we're having a delightful time, and you know, we're we're very comfortable, and I'm working with wonderful people. Um, it, like, it, it still is just kind of work. Like, you get up mm. in the morning and you. you preparing for the day and then you've got call sheets to distribute and you've got to make sure everybody's on time then you're sort of thinking again for tomorrow and then if there's a problem with something next week you've got to start dealing with it today and issues and problems are constantly arising in this mm-hmm. industry particularly if we're shooting uh, 90% of our, our of our um of our schedule is on location mm. so that means that it's a it's a very complicated very involved process sometimes to shoot at the most rudimentary places um like we shot in the middle of brisbane uh, last monday in the middle of fortitude valley and you have to find parking for mm. you know 100, 100 crew members, and that's very complicated and very involved. And you got to clear streets out because we have guns in this as well. We've got to be very careful with the gun policies, particularly in public. So um, there's a lot 
to do. And it, it is, of course, very fun and very enjoyable because mm-hmm. I'm working with lovely people. But, you know, even where we're staying, it just turns into a bed after a while. We're yeah. staying pretty much on the beach here on the Gold Coast, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's the kind of thing that we fantasize about when we're back in Los Angeles. Um, but in the end, you know, you, you, mm. you leave for work at 4 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you come home at 5 a.m. because yeah. we're on night shoots. So, um, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, but mm. it, it is it's, – it's, it's always great. It's See, always that's, great. that's what happens when you go from, you know, just being the, uh, you know, the, pay, the paid talent to being, uh, you know, to being director and producer, you know. It, it just lifts your level of work, my friend. It does, and look, it's great because I was—I'm obviously in front of the camera on this one too. And, and when I wrapped my days uh, last week with, with my castmates, I, I was already sort of doing stuff behind the camera mm. with the producers and the director anyway. But uh, this one, yeah, it, it's um, it's it's quite involved. Even though it's quite small by comparison, uh, it is still quite involved because there's a there's, <laughs> there's a well. You will find out when we announce yes. it. But there's a there's a lot involved in it. There is. There certainly is. So obviously we've uh, we've been through uh, the World Cup. Oh my my God! I saw yeah. you were also at the live site on. I was on at Wheel of Grace. It was great. It was because so, I was there in two thousand and six when we played Croatia, and I and my brother when I, I could I, I love the fortuitousness of that. I love the way the fates aligned to have me back at Wheel of Place with everybody to watch the World Cup again. It was fantastic. It was just incredible, wasn't it? The fact that that has all aligned. I mean, who would have thought that you'd be back here? The fact that we'd made it through to the to the final sixteen to start with, yeah. let alone the fact yeah. that you were supposed to be on the Gold Coast, but you were down here to to do those uh, those classes, man. You, well, I want to know whatever juju you've got going on because it's working. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. Look, at it. if it keeps me with my friends, and my family, and you know, and Australia going to the final mm. sixteen, keep it going, mate. Keep it going. I'll, I'll pray to whatever God and sacrifice to whatever day if <laughs> it's necessary. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Obviously, uh, there is a difference between how uh, how the US and Australia are uh, are treating their exits. Tell me what it's like over in the US. How are they uh, How are they treating their exit? Well, I think the Americans, like the World Cup in general, like we discussed uh, when it started, a lot of the a lot of the fanfare around it was mostly around the expat community. Like you know, in my community in LA, it's a lot of the Poms and the Walsh and and the French, and of course the Aussies were really into it. And the Americans kind of just. I guess, came along for the ride. But after the Americans drew with British, everyone went, oh, this is serious now. Like, that was as good as a win. You know, just like us scoring a goal against Argentina, it's, a, it's almost a victory. Of that was course. almost a victory. Yeah, yeah. And if we did, and Gary Quall in the last few seconds, if it wasn't for just a little bit of a forearm from Martinez, it would have been extra time and we would have gone through. I hear but look, you. next time, next time, good on them for doing it. Um, but the, that's the difference is the Americans bowed out to the Netherlands and they went down 3-1. In quite a, um, I would say, almost quite a rhythmic and I would, uh, I would almost say like a mechanical game from the mm-hmm. from the Dutch. They were just together. They were just absolutely together. It was almost pedestrian for them. So the Americans were kind of, I think, a little bit disappointed at their exit because they were they were so heavily defeated by a Dutch side, which is a good Dutch team. They're always mm-hmm. good. But there was a lot of hope around this men's national team this year because they did quite well in the group stage. They won emphatically against Iran. They um, they drew with Wales and they drew with England. You know, mm. not small teams in a very challenging group. Iran themselves aren't a bad team. So um, yeah, it, there was quite a bit of disappointment from some of the some of the sections of the media um, with the men's national team exit in the sixteen against the Dutch. Like at least not pushing it like like we did against the Argentinians. They feel as though that a young American national team like they have at the moment 
probably could have delivered a little bit more. So, yeah, over here we're sort of seeing it as like a, this sort of um, this valorous, you know, uh, exit from the from the World Cup of a very young team that was written off, completely dismissed. And I had my criticisms of, of this yeah, young Socceroos team. Mm. And Graham Arnold as well, we all talked about it. But we're embracing them, you know, as <laughs> with the fortitude that they showed and, and the talent and the resolve they had. The Americans are kind of going, oh, guys, really? Like, you had it all? And kind of could have done a bit better. So it is interesting to see the Americans take it like that. Is that typical of the Americans, though? I mean, you know, we are so little that, that, you know, anything that we're on the world stage at, we just, you know, we are so proud of. Yeah. Do the Americans expect it, though, Zach? Well, the World Cup, the Football World Cup, which is the Men's and Women's World Cup, are really the only two major international tournaments that they show up at. I mean, the, the women's national. What you mean? Team, the baseball's not a national, not a worldwide one, really? It's hard to believe. Either is lacrosse. I know. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Lacrosse doesn't have a bigger broader audience around the world. But, uh, but yeah, like the, the women's national team is obviously one of the greatest mm. sporting teams on the planet from from America. Um, and the men's national team likewise shops the World Cup every year. Now they did not make the last World Cup, mm. and there was a lot of introspection about that. Then they got back into it. They did well in the group stage, and I think that's the thing is. Given the disappointment they had by not making Russia 2018 um, and the dominance that's coming out of some Central American teams like uh, that they play in CONCACAF, they really did expect a little bit more. So, um, yeah, the, the Americans don't really have a huge international presence with national teams like we do or even the Kiwis or the British or the French or even the Indians and the Japanese. Um, so, yeah, they, I think they expect a little more out of this one. Wow. Now, uh, it wouldn't be a, a, a Tuesday without us talking about uh, Donald Trump. Now, what's he done this time? <laughs> well, he's, you know, I mean, staying true to form, just being completely off the rails mad, more or less. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, we've been touching on this recently. I actually read a statistic this morning um, when, I was, when I was on set this morning, like 2.30, 2.30 in the morning. Um, uh, Kyle Griffin, uh, my, my mate's husband, actually, at MSNBC, he talked about uh, a, basically a straw poll that was conducted I think it was in Arizona. I think it was in Arizona of GOP um, members and uh, wondering who the presidential nominee should be. And it went DeSantis, Liz Cheney, and then in a distant third place, Donald Trump. Wow. So, yes, mm, interesting. Apparently DeSantis and Cheney were a little closer than they anticipated. This is just a straw poll, of course, nothing more than who would you vote for right now. But it is compelling given Arizona is, of course, a swing state, one they're pushing Mm. very hard onto. Now, I think this follows on from everything he has been saying and doing lately. I mean, we've, we've used the term stochastic terrorism in, the, like in our conversations previously, mm-hmm. where basically he sits back, says stupid things, and then hopes people, well, hope maybe a little bit strong, but I think mm-hmm. doesn't do a great deal to, um, to discourage people from taking violence or even, you know, uh, anarchic actions, as we've seen in the past. Now, he got on parlor on the weekend, or it's so truth, he's... Um, he's silly app that he has, and basically said that the rules and the regulations of the Constitution should be suspended until the 2020 election results are overturned and he is found to be the president. Now, of course, this is what he's alluded to for some time about the election being stolen, it was rigged, all the usual rhetoric that has, of course, been time and time again, no truth, no evidence, nothing to prove that anything nefarious happened uh, has ever been found from the 2020 election. Um... But he is still maintaining this. But this is the first time he's truly, truly stepped over the bounds into this realm of we're going to tear up the Constitution and start again because I've been, I'm suffering a great injustice. So 
this, Mitch McConnell, I think, uh, had something to say about it. Um, and even Elon Musk, who is <laughs> the, the bastion of free speech, apparently, yeah. said that uh, no president is greater than the Constitution, and that is 100% accurate. The Constitution, of course, is the, is the, 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 the bedrock of American democracy, mm-hmm. for better and for worse, worse, as we know, with the Second Amendment and things like that. But, um, yeah, it, it, is, it is very... It's problematic, mm-hmm. because what it's really going to do is, of course, just continue to fire up his base, which are becoming more and more confrontational and uh, and uh, threatening. And uh, someone else who's uh, who's really causing some hassles over there, and uh, he's just, he's definitely, we always knew he had a, a screw loose, but uh, Kanye West has really, really gone uh, that next level now, hasn't he? Well, he said Hitler was good. Mm. <laughs> wow. My God, even Charlie Kirk, even Nicholas Fuentes, even all of these people who, you know, are pretty hard right, and even Alex Jones, who flirt with this kind of stuff, even they don't take that extra step of saying, you know what, Hitler had some virtues. Even they shut up about those things. But no, Kanye West sat there on Alex Jones' show, and Alex Jones, he laid him up with the question. He, he was saying, Alex Jones is currently being, you know, he just filed for bankruptcy mm. and has been sued for a billion dollars by the victims of the Sandy Hook massacre after he said that it was a false flag operation and claimed it was a conspiracy theory against gun rights. So, important context for him. Very important um, context, yep. <laughs> he sat there on his show with Kanye West and said, oh, you know, like, people are saying that, that you're, you're a Nazi and, and, uh, and that, that you, you believe that, that Nazism has a place, you know, but you don't really believe that, do you, do you, Kanye? And then he went on to say, oh, well, you know, Hitler was, Hitler was bad, but I also think Hitler did a lot of very good things. So, broadly, Kanye, yes, you think Nazism has virtues? Is that kind of what you're saying? And then as he progressed, he, he went and said things like, you know, well, Hitler built highways and things like that. Cool, yeah, of course, that absolutely offsets the six million people he had exterminated. Absolutely, and of course that makes the Jewish community feel really good about themselves. He built some highways, he built the autobahn across Germany, but yeah, sure, no problem. That's of course going to make the uh, my Jewish friends and our Jewish uh, companions and community in Los Angeles feel so much better about themselves and their relatives who were killed in the Holocaust. It's, so, it's just horrifying, and the fact that uh, Jones could have been, could be seen sighing, you know, being oh, exasperated. No. The fact that he was going, "Well, this this has just gone too far, man." You yeah. know, you've gone too far now. They have, yes. Yeah. So a couple of other things interesting happened in the wake of it. Like Alex Jones, he all just dropped his shoulders, which takes a lot. Mm. Um, and then the Republican, the GOP House Congressional, uh, the GOP House Congressional Committee, deleted a tweet they put up a few weeks ago that said Trump, Kanye, Elon. So they deleted that. Mm. And then, of course, a few days after Kanye said what he did, Trump then said, of course, that the Constitution should be torn up and he should be president. Um, so that's just, I guess that just leaves Elon Musk for the GOP. And then um, Kanye, Mess, uh, Kanye West's account was suspended on Twitter. Yes. Um, and Elon hasn't really said anything about that either, because he was, of course, saying that the town square should be free to open all its free-to-all ideals. So whenever these things do happen, I mean, Elon is always happy to step on the front foot and criticise people who justifiably call out hate speech and, and misinformation and lies and, and you know, criticise people for calling those things out. But as soon as someone like Kanye does something like this, which is absolutely grotesque, hmm. he's, he sort of sits back and just doesn't say anything about it. And I think he really needs to be on the front foot a lot more with this. I agree with you. I agree completely. If he's going to be in control of uh, of one of our largest areas of free speech, then then he, you know, the fact that that he was that his Twitter account was cancelled, 
um, is significant, but yeah. for someone like Elon Musk, who has been such a supporter of Kanye and, and you know, all of this craziness, I mean, they had a ridiculous Twitter fight between the two of them. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's like boys and their toys over there at the moment. Oh, it's, it's, it's childish. It's absolutely childish, uh, Tracy. And the problem is, it's what they're talking about. It's not someone blowing up about, you know, a sports team or a car or something, you know, nonsensical or even, you know, uh, even, uh, you know, materialistic. This is this is a genuine, this is a genuine opening of some very troubling ideals, ideals that are very much present in society. Now, in Columbus, Ohio, on the weekend, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, who we've referenced before, who were present on January sixth, who were basically essentially insurrectionists and um, and hard right militia. They went and they they picketed a um, a trans pride event in Columbus, Ohio. With some of them had semi-automatic weapons. They're all dressed in camouflage gear. This is what they do. This is all about intimidation, and they're emboldened by people like Kanye West, who say these things about the Jews. You know, Enrique Tarrio, who was head of the Proud Boys. I think he's doing a jail sentence after January sixth. He was found to be complicit in some of the um, some of the actions there. Mm. Um, they believe these things. They have anti-Semitic points of view. Now, this is not the KKK. The KKK, of course, live and breathe this stuff. This is a new, contemporized, hard-right, hyper-masculine um, sect that's driven by online rhetoric that's through things like 4chan and 8chan and other chat, chat groups. So this is the problem. Kanye West says stupid stuff like that on, um, on Alex Jones' show, and it spills over into things like this. Having said that, these, these men were boycotting, uh, were, were picketing the trans event, Dancing the YMCA. Oh, my God. Playing YMCA for the village people. (laughs) I'm not joking, Tracy. You can see the footage. They're out there in all their camo gear with their balaclavas and their semi-automatic weapons doing the YMCA. I I don't. Do not get the irony of that? No, I don't don't think they do because Trump used to play it all the time at his rallies. He loves it for some reason. Oh, it's bizarre. It is truly, truly bizarre. Very scary, very troubling, and bizarre. Oh, mate, I bet you're pleased you're safe in downtown Gold Coast at the moment. I mean, look, I'm telling you, the scariest thing you're going to have on Cavill Avenue is maybe a dropped ice cream. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You know, or maybe Bindi's in the grass on the yeah. way to uh, on the way to um, Northcliffe Beach. Oh, oh you've got to watch out for those drop bears, though. Don't forget about yeah. the drop bears. Oh, yes, of course. We tried that with the Americans. I don't know if they've bought yet. I love it. I love it. Look, thank you so much for your time, my friend. It is so lovely to chat with you. Uh, We will chat next week. And fingers crossed we can talk about this incredible movie that you're working on up there by the time time we get to next week. I'm really looking forward to it, Tracy. Yes, hopefully next couple of days we'll be able to start talking about it. Yay! Thank you, my friend. You stay safe up there. You too, Tracy. See Thanks, mate. Bye. That is uh, Zach Garrett joining us from the Gold Coast at the moment whilst he's home uh, making a couple of movies or two. He's having some great fun. You're Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.